Welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, science fiction, and horror novels. I'm Evan. And I'm Chad. And you're listening to the Monday Morning Minute. And this week in fictional news, it is with a heavy heart that I announce the death of Priscilla Tolkien. She died at the age of 92, passed away peacefully on 28th of February 2022, after a short illness. The Tolkien Society sends its deepest condolences to the Tolkien family and all society members who knew Priscilla. She was born on June 18th, 1929. She was the fourth and youngest child and only daughter of J.R.R. and Edith Tolkien. Yeah, I'm looking at that right now. She seemed like a pretty awesome woman. Yeah, me too. I was doing a little research on her. She was very into her uh, father's work and very involved with, with lots of the initiatives that have been based on it. Yeah, I'm reading here that she met with Ralph Bakshi, who is the person that made all of the, the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit cartoons from the 70s. Mm. And it, apparently, I think she's the one that greenlit those, which is awesome because I love those. Yeah, me too. Yeah, they were the, they're the creepy ones, right? They're kind of like Yeah, they are kind of creepy. Yeah, the, creepy. The Lord of the Rings movies, there's The Lord of the Rings which is like Fellowship and Two Towers, and then there's a movie called Return of the King, hmm. I think. I'm pretty I think sure. You're right. And they use like this really weird thing where it's there's actual people in the animation, so it looks like a little bit too fluid for animation. Huh. It's really weird. It's really really weird. It's off-putting. But in a good way. Yeah, it's kind of like the the real life version. Have you ever seen that anime um, uh, with, the, with the huge people that attack on a Titan? Have you ever seen Attack on Titan? Yeah, I've seen Attack it's on Titan. It's just creepy as hell. Like It kind of gives you that same sort of like, ah, it's like rubbing you the wrong way sort of like imagery. That show stresses me out. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I can't with that show. I mean, like, I know it's good and I've watched a decent amount of it, but it's just so much screaming and dying oh, i know and just like these huge like creatures biting people in half and you're just like in their mouth there's something about their mouths that just really get me that sucks about priscilla tolkien it seems that she was really involved with everything and just you know the last of tolkien's kids mm-hmm. right and christopher just died and it's just like ah bummer that's uh, the ending of an age yeah but you know she lived a long happy life it looks like yeah 92 they're very much a part of one of the biggest things in fantasy that we've all come to love and it's just it's neat to see somebody that's so close to that project kind of appreciate how much the fandom loves it and Mm -hmm. kind of do everything that she could have done to facilitate us all enjoying it that much more so yeah yeah, she will be missed what have you uh, what have you been up to this week um, well, as you've been uh, deep diving into old Elden Ring, I've had a little bit of time to uh, work on some side projects and things. And uh, I've been reading the Book of Longings, which has been really good. It's about this woman. I'm not. This is not a, a, a spoiler as it's on the back of the book, but she eventually ends up marrying Jesus. So it's kind of like this historical fiction set in the time of old Jesus. Wait a second. That's so funny because I was looking through some of my comments on TikTok the other night and somebody asked me, hey, do you know about that book where someone goes back in time and marries Jesus? And in my head, I was like, what? <laughs> well, she <laughs> doesn't the go most back in bes- time. She oh. begins in this time. So oh, maybe that's a different okay. book. Maybe it is a different she, book. She, the main character is born in that time. There, so, so, so far, there has been no time travel. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> Nor do I think there's going to be. Maybe I read it wrong. I don't know. Huh. It's very more than anything. It's beautifully written, and they just can take like a very complicated concept or some deep, meaningful statement and just summarize it in like four words, usually in like an analogy. Gorgeous, gorgeous words. You might like Tom Robbins a lot, Chad. Okay. Have you ever heard of Tom Robbins? The name rings a bell, but I couldn't tell you in his book names. 
I mean, I, this comparison is going to, someone's going to send me an email and tell me I'm wrong, but I, I always thought of Tom Robbins as like Kurt Vonnegut if he like rode a motorcycle and did LSD. Okay. Personally, like I'm not a gigantic fan of Tom Robbins um, just because I'm not a huge fan of like wordplay, you know, I mean, it's fine, oh, I, but I, I think, I think you like it a lot. So yeah, I think, I think you would really like, um, check out another roadside attraction or okay. um, a jitterbug perfume. They're, They're just, really I mean, he, sad. he really is a wordsmith. Like, nobody writes like Tom Robbins at all. Interesting. Yeah, this looks good. I'm, I just Google him. So is, is this book, the book of longings, is it giving you kind of like the same vibe as like lamb or is it a much different? No, lamb is um very much like funny and comedic. Whereas this is a, is, is just a story, you know, and it's much more of a serious, serious story. In fact, there's some stuff going down that is not so happy. Um, oh, so okay. it's certainly set in the same time. And it's, interesting though because there's a lot of so in the book of lamb the main character is biff and then jesus they like fall in love with this girl they both of them do they have a crush on this like, oh, neighbor yeah. girl. and the neighbor girl well i, I won't say anything because it'll give away the story in the book of longings but there's a lot of similarities between that girl and the lamb and lamb and this character and so it's like i don't know if the author was trying to just be like take that character out of lamb and then make a whole book about her there's just like too many similarities in their who they are and who their family is and the things that happened to them for it to be like a full coincidence, I think. So I think that there was either, I don't know, some sort of interplay between those two, or maybe she just got the writer, uh, Sue Monk kid just got inspiration from reading Lamb. But yeah, it's very different than Lamb though. Lamb is very funny. This is not very funny. That sounds pretty awesome. It is really good. Um, and then in addition to that, I've been reading this book uh, that I mentioned last week, but I'm a little bit farther into it now called <clears throat> Primal Leadership, talking about how in organizations, it is very, very important for leaders to have a high emotional intelligence and how like more than, you know, your traditional leadership qualities, this can really make or break an organization. Uh, so yeah, it's been very interesting. And I've really enjoyed looking and learning about looking into that and learning about uh, the emotional intelligence and, and how it works in a organization and a job and and i really envy your ability to get through nonfiction books because i've been reading sapiens for like two months and I, just, <laughs> I just forget that it's even i mean i i'm not it's not that i'm not interested i'm just it's hard to kick myself into a nonfiction mode yeah even if it is interesting it's just there's something so dry about it you know or i don't know I, uh... no dude i really resonate with that too my trick is i just force myself to start that first page because i'm really interested in the topic it's just right. if i think in my brain do i want to read this like awesome fantasy book or do i want to read this book on like how to be a leader in the workplace like <laughs> <laughs> it's funny yeah. that something could be more nerdy than fantasy yeah right but you just like <laughs> i just don't allow myself to even ask myself that question and i just pick up the leadership one and then read a page and then yeah. usually after a page i'm like this is really interesting and then before you know it i'm like sucked in totally uh what have you been up to this week oh boy oh boy oh boy oh boy <laughs> you know it's funny because i i told everybody on on tiktok and on discord and stuff i was like i'm gonna play elden ring i'm taking a break and everybody was so supportive and i was so supportive and everybody was on board and so i started playing elden ring and then I blacked out and I just woke up yesterday. Like I just <laughs> like, like a I week just, later. <laughs> like I haven't read anything. I haven't done it. I, I just finished the edits for the Lycanius episode that we recorded like over a week ago. <laughs> I I didn't I had my phone off for most of it. I wasn't checking anything. And it was really good. It it felt nice to Dude, kind honestly, of, I'm glad you deserve that. Well, it's funny because 
I took a break so that I could relax and kind of get away from just like this this constant grind of everything that I had going on. And I do I do like the grind. It I don't mind it. But the intention was to relax and I picked probably the worst possible game to uh <laughs> it's really hard <laughs> because like one fucking swing kills you of any <laughs> I mean so so I've been playing Dark Souls and Bloodborne and Sekiro and I've been playing all these from software games for years. So I know what I'm doing, right? I know what the game is expecting of me for the most part and I know kind of the general rhythm of gameplay. Mhm. And so I was kind of cruising through it at first and i was like man they really made this game you know it's it's a good thing that they made it so approachable so that everybody could enjoy it but did they make it too approachable and now i'm at a point where no they did not make it too approachable i am struggling i'm on the struggle bus and if anybody is familiar with these games if you want to know what my build is i'm doing basically just a strength vigor build with a big heavy two-handed is that weapon. A traditional like barbarian double no it's like um, a it's just it's like the brawler sort of guy with most of these kinds of games and even with um with pretty much any game where you can pick a class i just kind of pick like the stock kind of like first choice class oh, really? and then okay. pick i take like the safe route and just make i just give myself a gigantic health pool yeah, and just so I can kind of move through it, and that's not helping. I always go ninja style. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm a just bad. Man, always. No, you're not just bad. <laughs> it's a really cool. I, the reason that I love those kinds of games so much is because, like, what? Yes, while they are frustrating, when you get into a flow state with them, there's nothing like it. When you're paying attention, and mm-hmm. the, those games really do command a lot of your attention. You know, which is why I needed time off to play it. And I remember thinking when I was playing it, like, who is this game for? Because I just put everything on my li- in my life on hold so I could play it. But I know that not a lot of people have the privilege to do that. You know, people have like kids and like really demanding jobs and stuff. And it's like, is this game only for people like me? Like <laughs> that just like don't really have any, you know, huge responsibilities. You know, I've got responsibilities, but obviously uh, they're not that pressing. Well, it makes it, I don't know, I like it. My One of my biggest problems with a lot of those RPG open world games is they tend to, because I think there's so much content, they tend to make it all kind of easy so you can kind of clip through it. But that detracts the value of it, kind of, because you're, you're like, when you make an accomplishment, you're like, okay, cool. Whereas if you had to reload 40 times, when you get it done, you're like, yeah! Right, like, yeah. And it's a, it's a tough balance. And I think that, you know, I'm mm-hmm. probably going to do a review on my TikTok page or something. But I think that making an open world game is really difficult for like most of the reasons that you just listed, where it's like you kind of run into this problem where you've got this big, giant, empty world and you've kind of like done everything. And then, you know, there's like diminishing returns. Things just start to get less interesting. Right. Um, but not so with this one. It's kind of like Breath of the Wild, where it's like, much more about exploring than about like checking things off a list. Cool. Um, so yeah, I, like I, I really like it. I, I, you know, I'm back to reading and writing and doing everything that I normally do. And, you know, so the game's a little bit more on the back burner now. I put like 60 hours into oh. it. <laughs> so, oh boy. I know. I feel weird uh, even saying that. Anyway, that was what I was doing all week. It was, uh, it was really cool, but I'm glad to kind of like be back on stuff. And I've been reading too. So um, before Elden Ring came out, I was reading Empire of the Vampire. Which, Chad, you got to read this book. Dude, you oh mentioned that to me, and man, it sounds good. I'm just going to say, it's like a mix of Name of the Wind and Castlevania. Oh, whoa. It's so cool. It's so, so good. And um, I'm, only, I'm like, I'm a little more than, I'm like two thirds of the way through it. I think I could finish it in the next few days, but I took a big break on it. I probably would have finished it last week if it hadn't been for Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. But I do want to finish it really soon because I'm kind of juggling 
high fantasy series right now, which I normally don't, but because uh, I'm also reading Jade City. Right, it's a hard and, thing to do to juggle. Yeah, yeah. But Jade City's great too. Really is. Yeah, I've been super enjoying it. Like I'm playing one of the best games I've ever played. I'm reading two really amazing books. I'm in like the opposite of a slump right now, which is great. Yeah, I feel like you've been really, uh, I mean, both of us really, but um, especially you, you, for a long time, you've been just killing your book. Like every, there's very, well, there's been a few, but very rarely do I hear you say like, I did not like this book that we've been reading. Yeah, I mean, I think people ask me what my vetting process is all the time. And I'm, I'm not really sure. I just like, I, I think I've just... At this point, I spent so much time deciding what to read. Let the force guide me. Yeah, it's like I just have a good feeling about stuff. Like I, uh, like with um, Empire of the Vampire, like typically I don't read unfinished series. Like I just hate it. Yeah. I don't want to do it. But I got Empire of the Vampire and I like showed everybody on my TikTok page that I had gotten it. And just this deluge, this flood of Wave. comments, just people, <laughs> people saying you have to read that right now. And so I will kind of like trust consensus sometimes. Right. Like someone will just like if enough people are like, mm-hmm. this is amazing. You know, that happened with um like Poppy War. Like I hadn't yep. really been planning on reading Poppy War, but just so many people kept recommending it to me. I have Poppy War sitting right here, just looking at me and waiting. Oh, it's so it. cool. I don't know if you should juggle that and Jade City. No, because uh, you might won't. get your terms mixed up. Maybe I don't know, because Poppy War, correct me if I'm wrong, is set in like olden days, right? There's no cars or anything. No, but it's just, it's still a lot of names. Okay. I think just with terminology, it's the tough thing. I mean, I I don't think it's like, whenever I read two high fantasy, like series or books or anything, it's not necessarily the story that's tripping me up. It's like what everything's called. Totally. You know? So, I I mean, do what you want. (laughs) I'm not telling you not to do it. (laughs) I'll take your advice, Evan. It's usually, it's, it's not led me astray in the past. So earlier you told me that you have a fun fact and that it was awesome. So hit me. You always have the best ones. I don't know where I can, this one, this one's really cool. Before Stephen King was published, before he published Carrie, he was arrested for stealing traffic cones. <laughs> so his side of the story is that he was annoyed after uh, a traffic cone like knocked his muffler loose on his car. And so he was, he was arrested and then fined $250 for petty larceny. And he didn't have any money to pay it. But then uh, a check arrived for the raft, which is a short story by Stephen King. And so he was able to pay the ticket because he got a check for a short story that he had published, which was The Raft. I don't know if you have you read The Raft? No, I've heard about it, though. Oh, man, it's ridiculous. Is it, is it good? <laughs> it's really good. It's just, you know, it's just classic. Uh, what the hell is going on? Stephen King. Stephen King. Yeah. <laughs> it's about a bunch of kids that go out and go party on a lake and they all go party in the middle of this lake on a raft. OK. Um, and then like chaos ensues. It's uh, how it's long real- is it? short story i mean it's like okay uh, like seven pages long or something oh, i don't know i'm gonna read it yeah hey, i can't remember what collection it's in let me check real quick oh it's in skeleton crew mm, okay yeah and that's one yeah i should have remembered that it's like one of my favorite collections by him it is kind of cool like you know i love stephen king so much but i didn't even know like he got it's like you know finding out that george carlin got arrested it's just like nice yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah that is awesome and another fun fact on Stephen King here is that uh, this week Netflix released um, Shawshank Redemption and The Green Mile. Both amazing movies. Yeah. Good adaptions. Adaptations. Uh, I don't know if this is still true, but Shawshank Redemption is the number one rated movie on IMDb. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's really good. <laughs> it is really good. Yeah. That's a really like, excellent oh, one. Better than The Lord of the Rings? 
I don't know. Yeah, it is kind of weird. Like, I don't know. Um, oh, yeah, this is way out of left field. Not even related to Stephen King at all. But did you see the new Batman movie? Oh, no, I haven't. Yeah, me neither. When did that come out? I've been hearing things about it. Yeah, I think like the first or something like like a few days ago. Yeah. Um, OK, so I need to see the new Spider-Man and the new Batman because I heard the new Spider-Man was the best Spider-Man created. And I was like, wow. better than into the spider-verse and the person that i was talking to was like yes and i was like what really yeah because into the spider-verse was freaking amazing uh, i want to go check out the new batman i, I bet rob pattinson did, did a good job and... mm-hmm. next time you're just having a night alone nobody's with you you have no plans do yourself a solid go to the movie theater by yourself just go alone and it's great i, I really enjoy it hmm. maybe i'll try that you should I, I thought to myself like maybe i'll go see it later tonight Ooh. yeah Well, I think that just about does it for the Monday Morning Minute today. I want to thank everybody, as always, for your time and attention. Seriously, it means a lot to Evan and I. Please have an excellent, excellent week, and thanks for letting us be a part of your Monday. If you'd like to support Book Reviews Kill, you can find the link to our Patreon in the description on this episode, as well as the link to our Discord page. Jump in, join the conversation. We love talking about books, movies, shows, video games, all forms of nerdery. You are welcome in this community. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one. Bye, everybody.